the series of laying on of hands and in today's uh, teaching and it's probably going into the next teaching as well we want to look at uh, specifically the laying on of hands on believers in the previous teaching we had a look at uh, the aspect of laying on hands on unbelievers but with regards to the laying on of hands of believers there are various aspects uh, that are different uh, that are applied through the laying on of hands and we saw uh, when we looked at the laying on of hands of the unbelievers that the main reason, the two primary reasons that uh, believers lay their hands on unbelievers is for them to be healed or them to be delivered from demonic uh, possession or oppression. Um, with regards to believers, uh, the Lord uses the laying on of hands as well, uh, but for different aspects. And the first aspect we want to look at uh, in today's teaching is the aspect of laying on of hands in order for one to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, the doctrines that we're doing, we're doing in Hebrews chapter 6 verses 1 and 2, speaking about the foundational doctrines. Now, one of those doctrines is the laying on of hands. The other doctrine, one of the other six doctrines mentioned, is the doctrine of baptisms. And so with regards to the doctrine of baptisms, one of the baptisms because uh, it is a, a doctrine of baptisms, plural, and so one of the, the baptisms that is available to Christians is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, and this is available for all believers once they obviously are born again. The opening scripture we can look at is in Luke chapter 3, verse 16. The scripture says, John answers, saying to all, I indeed baptized you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And so the baptism in the Holy Spirit is available to a New Testament saint. Now there are two primary ways that the Lord uses to fill the saints with the Holy Spirit. And the terminology um, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit can be also the Holy Spirit coming upon the individual, can be uh, the terminology of being filled with the Holy Spirit. They are all synonymous terms dealing with the same event called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And uh, so the two primary ways, well, there actually are two ways that the Lord uses to fill somebody with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, it, it is either directly from heaven or it is through the mechanism of the laying on of hands. And so we'll look at two separate accounts now, one of, one of uh, saints being filled with the Holy Spirit directly from heaven, and then we'll look at an account of uh, saints being filled with the Holy Spirit through the mechanism of the laying on of hands. The first account is in Acts chapter 10, verse 44 to 47. The scripture says, While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And that's another term, the Holy Spirit fell upon them. Uh, so the Holy Spirit coming upon you, being baptized in the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit, all of these are the uh, terms used for uh, describing the same event. Verse 45, And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. Why? For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that he should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? So, I don't want to get into any kind of depth on the baptism of the Holy Spirit as such. Um, because this doctrine that we're discussing in this series is the doctrine of the laying of hands. And so with regards to believers, um, I've said that there are these two 
methods that the Lord uses to fully saints. Now in this instance here, we see the Gentiles when they first came into the kingdom of God, uh, into the church, shall I say, um, they were filled with the Holy Spirit directly from heaven. Now, it, it, uh, when the Gentiles were filled under Peter's preaching on this day, it was exactly the same uh, scenario had occurred, as occurred on the day of Pentecost, when the Jews were filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, the same thing, the Holy Spirit came upon them directly from heaven, the sound of a mighty rushing wind came down from heaven, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And so the same thing happened to the Gentiles on this occasion. As Peter was preaching, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with tongues and magnify God. And so that's the one method that God can use for individuals to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And, uh, but it's not the primary method. The primary method is through the laying on of hands. In the book of Acts, well actually the book of Acts and the New Testament, because we have to look at uh, Timothy's example as well, there are six different accounts given to us in Scripture of individuals being filled with the Holy Spirit and obviously speaking with other tongues. And of the six, two of those accounts are directly from heaven, four are through the mechanism of laying on of hands. So what the Holy Spirit is then obviously showing to us is that the primary way that the Lord fills His saints with the Holy Spirit is through the mechanism of the laying of hands and not directly from heaven because the vast majority of the incidents given to us in Scripture of are people receiving the Holy Spirit through the laying of hands. And so we just need to bear that in mind because, again, let's we'll just read this passage of Scripture and I'll comment some more. Acts 19, 1-7. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, and finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, and when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, there's another term there again, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about 12 in all. So just to unpack this account, Paul meets these disciples in the, the town of Ephesus. Now the, there's a bit of uh, confusion initially in the, this meeting that takes place because the way that the disciples are behaving and talking, Paul assumes that they are born-again believers. And so his, his comment to them is, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And so now, now we, the Holy Spirit is now showing Paul, Paul, you're on the wrong page. These guys are not on the same page as you, because they reply, well, wait a minute, we've not heard that there is such a thing as the Holy Spirit. So Paul backs up and he says, but into what then were you baptized? So the reason Paul can say that to them is because they, Paul knew that they had been baptized in water. Um, because he said, but into what then were you baptized? So Paul, thinking that they were baptized in water in the name of Jesus, um, as disciples of the Lord, but they were talking about their baptism in water under John's baptism. And so... 
And then it clarity comes about because they say we were baptized into John's baptism. So Paul now recognizes, so he explains to the guys, okay, John's baptism was pointing you to Christ. And he, he preaches the gospel. It's not a small account here, but obviously a lot more was said at the time. Um, he preaches the gospel to them. They then believe in Jesus as Messiah. They then are baptized into water. And after that, Paul lays hands on them and they're filled with the Holy Spirit. The scripture says, and the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. And so this is one of the accounts of those who are filled with the Holy Spirit through the laying on, on of hands. Um, something interesting about this account is that the gifts of the Spirit is also imparted at this time because they, in the, on this account, not only did they speak in tongues, but they also prophesied. But we're not going to touch on that right now. But the point is, is that it was through Paul's laying on of hands that these disciples received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You had, so the qualification, you had to be born again first. So they, Paul first got them born again, then he laid hands on them, and they were filled the Holy, with the Holy Spirit and spoke with other tongues. So that's the one account. Um, Acts 9 verse 17 says, And Ananias went his way and entered the house. And laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, let's just comment on that passage right there. So Ananias is just an old disciple. Ananias is not a minister of the gospel. The Lord appears to him. Uh, in, in context, what had happened is Paul was on the road to Damascus, met the Lord, got born again. Paul is, is now in uh, Simon the Tanner's house. No, it's not Simon the Tanner, but he's in some chap's house, sorry. And uh, he's, he's fasting. He hasn't, he hasn't eaten or drank anything for three days uh, because he's had a, a major encounter with the Lord. And in his praying, he sees a vision and he sees Ananias coming in laying hands on him. And we're picking up the account afterwards because now the Lord appears to Ananias and says to Ananias, I want you to go lay hands on Saul uh, because he's a chosen vessel of mine. Ananias argues a bit, but eventually, eventually Ananias obeys. So Ananias comes in and he lays hands on Saul. Now when he does, two things happen. Uh, Saul receives his sight, the scales fall off his eyes, he can see clearly again, but he's also filled with the Holy Spirit because he says, um, the Lord has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, Paul had been born again three days before, but he hadn't yet been baptized in water because after this account, Ananias also baptizes Saul in water. But in this instance, um, Saul is filled with the Holy Spirit. And we know that Saul spoke with other tongues because he said, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. And so again, he has another account of one and one disciple laying hands on another disciple to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Another account we pick up is in 2 Timothy 1, 6-7. says, Therefore I remind you, Paul speaking to Timothy, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of sound mind. So uh, the Apostle Paul is in this passage referring to the Holy Spirit. He says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and sunlight, talking about the Holy Spirit. And so the Apostle Paul is saying to Timothy, he's reminded him that he was filled with the Holy Spirit through Paul's laying on of hands on 
uh, Timothy. And so very clearly, um, we see in the accounts in Scripture of the main way that the Lord uses to fill His saints with the Holy Spirit is through the laying on of hands. Now, why is that? Well, it's because there is a tangible contact that takes place. Uh, God is always wanting to bless His children. And He'll do it in whatever way He can. So He tries to make it as easy for us as possible to receive from Him. Let me give you counting in, in um, our Lord's ministry with regards to healing. Um, Jairus comes to the Lord. It's a bit of a side journey, but it'll help us to understand this concept. Um, Jairus wants the Lord to heal his daughter. She's dying. So he comes to the Lord and he says to come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. And so Jairus needed to see Jesus physically laying his hands on his daughter in order for his faith to be activated so that his daughter could be healed. Had Jesus said to Jairus, not to worry Jairus, I'm just going to speak the word to your, your daughter and she'll be healed. Nothing would have happened. Why? Because Jairus could only believe that his daughter would be healed if Jesus came to his house and physically laid his hands on her. Then Jairus' faith could be released to receive uh, healing for his daughter. Now the centurion comes in from a, a different angle. The centurion comes to the Lord Jesus and says, and his servant is now ill. And he wants the Lord to heal his servant. So Jesus is now walking, uh, assuming that the, the centurion wants Jesus to go lay hands on his servant. The centurion had sent uh, Jewish uh, guys to come speak to the Lord about this issue. So when the centurion finds out that Jesus is on his way to his house to lay hands on his servant, he says, no, 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 no. He sends another messenger and says, don't come because I'm not worthy that you come into my house. I just need you to say the word. If you do that, my servant will be healed. And so Jesus does that. And Jesus models, he says, I've not seen such great faith. No, not in Israel. And so the centurion, all he needed in order for his faith to be activated, to be able to receive healing for his servant, is the word of the Lord. Jairus needed to see Jesus lay hands on, on the individual. So both received their healing for the other, the other person. Uh, Jairus received his daughter's healing, raised from the dead as well, and the centurion received his, his uh, servant's healing. So the outcome was exactly the same. It was just the, the mechanism that was used to activate their faith that was different. The one could receive just by hearing the word. The other one had to, could only receive by physically seeing hands being laid on them. So now we bring the concept over to the laying of hands um, for being filled with the Holy Spirit. There are saints who can hear about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and just receive directly from the Lord. They can just stand there and God baptizes them in the Holy Spirit. But there are other saints that need uh, somebody to lay hands on them and feel that tangible touch of the hands. Because don't forget, we've also been discussing in the series that the laying on hands, there is a transference of anointing that takes place. And so the anointing leaves the person's hands and flows into that person's body. And they are then filled with the Holy Spirit and they can speak with other tongues. So the primary way that the, the saints in, in the church are filled with the Holy Spirit is through the laying on of hands. Now, in order for one saint to lay hands on another saint to be filled with the Holy Spirit, the saint who is laying hands obviously must themselves already be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
because it cannot be that one who doesn't have, he's not filled with the Holy Spirit, all saints have the Holy Spirit, I don't want to get too technical, but one who is not filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking with other tongues cannot lay hands on another saint to be filled with the Holy Spirit to speak with other tongues because they do not have carry that anointing in them. And so you have to have the anointing in yourself in order to transfer that anointing to someone else. Um, that's one, one of the aspects. Um, if you go back, I don't have the passage in front of me, but you go back to the account of Samaria, we discussed it earlier, where Peter and John were sent down to Samaria after Philip had got them born again. Now, Peter and John were anointed specifically to lay hands on uh, the saints to be full of the Holy Spirit. And so that anointing is resides in the hands. And one Certain saints have carried that particular anointing, and so they can pray for multitudes to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But one-on-one, Ananias, uh, getting Saul filled with the Holy Spirit, Ananias was just a disciple. God uses a laying on of hands for one disciple to fill another disciple with the Holy Spirit. And so that's the one reason. In fact, that's the primary reason why we lay hands on saints in the church. It's not in, a, in amongst unbelievers. The primary reason is for healing and for deliverance. But in, within the church, the primary reason is laying hands on saints before.